Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. If you're looking for a dull, feel-good religion, or clap your hands, sit around the campfire kumbaya, you've come to the wrong place. We are dealing with toxic levels of authentic masculinity. I would say good luck, but luck is for pagans. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. Adam Minahan here sitting with David Niles in studio. We have Juan on the buttons. Thank you to Juan, as always. Hey, thanks, Juan. And we have our bodyguard, Jim, in-house as well. So, so don't mess with us. Don't mess with us, because we have him. Because he's here. You won't even get past the door. No. No way. Because actually, he's sitting in front of it. You could, You couldn't even open it. Right. So hey, Jim, thanks, bro. Thanks for being here, Jim. In my phone, Jim is literally Jimbo Baggins. Really? That is his name in my phone. Nice. There's something about him that is just like begs to like come up with nicknames, like a new one every single time. You know, like don't recycle them. I always recycle the Jim. Just Jimbo. Jimbo. He calls me. It's like, hey, Jim. Hey, Jimbo. Oh, it's just what I do. It it just feels right. Does it, does. it just feel it, right it to you? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Dave, so we're going to be good doing Exodus, Exodus 90 soon. Exodus 90. It'll be our first time. I am super pissed about it that we're doing it, but it's going to be good. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about I'm it. I'm not happy about it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it in a not happy way. Okay. It's just the showers I'm ter- yeah. I'm terrified <laughs> yeah, the cold- of taking cold showers. Right. That that is the point. If that wasn't part of it, I'd do it all the time or something. I wouldn't. But I would be much happier about the idea of doing Exodus 90. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The- cold showers. Okay. I have been I dread it. I've been dreading it. I dread it still. And when I'm in the shower, I think maybe Okay, so I'll think Okay, you know what? Maybe when I take a shower next, I'll do, just do one cold shower just to kind of get ready. You know what I mean? Um, and then I actually get there, about to take a shower, and I say, "No, no way! No, not there's do that. zero chance of me doing a cold shower today." Right. Anyway, the, when the day comes, one thing that I can do is that when I commit to something, I can I do have the ability to follow through on a commitment that I make. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of other weaknesses, okay? So many, but that's like one thing that I can do well is I give my word, right, I can actually do, do it. with your with your, your, your buddies. Yeah, but even if I just decide personally, like, oh, I'm going to take up this new devotion or whatever, you know, like uh, the St. Bridget prayers. Oh, yes. You know, like I decided I was going to do them, and I've been over six years now. You're, you're, you're I'm past over, the halfway. I'm over halfway yes. on the St. Bridget. Am I going to be one of them? Uh, you're not. You don't need it. You don't need it. Not like the other. I've got three people. That is this, that is presumption. I have three people who need it a lot more. Okay. 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 Than you do, at least oh. at the at, at the time right now. 
you could fall, you could become a heretic, like a bad one. You could invent a new heresy, Adam. That is something it, I did not want to I do. I don't want you to do that. I'll be so mad at you. <laughs> I, would, I might fight you if yeah. you invent a new heresy. I, I would not do that. That's not something we have to worry about. And I wouldn't want to do that because you box. I wouldn't yeah. want to fight you, Adam. Right. But because I love you, I would. Out of love. And I wouldn't tell you I was going to do it. And I'd bring a bat. The element of surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to beat the heresy out of you. <laughs> that may work. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, we're going to revisit something this evening for our drink. I like revisiting things sometimes, depending I'm, on what it is. Cold showers, not, not something I want to revisit. <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to have Jura 10. We've done uh, this. This is one, though, I'm glad we're revisiting mm-hmm. because... Um, a way underrated bottle of whiskey. It's a, it's a way underrated scotch. I don't ever hear anybody talk about Jura. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to find. It is, it is a, it is a lovely blend uh-huh. of a Highland and Islay scotch. Not, and it's like, not yeah. something that you would think to do. Not many people doing this, the right. Isla and the Highland. Right. But Jura is it, which but is it, they're doing it. It's their own. They're doing it's it only, well. It's only the, the only distillery on that island, mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's like we said. It's Juratin. It's a on the bottle. It says a rich and rounded balance of subtle smoky notes with a sweet sherry cask finish. And that's because they. It's, do, it's really it's a, it's a lovely bottle. Really, they 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 age them first in ex bourbon barrels, and then they finish it in Oloroso. Uh, sherry casks. Nice pronunciation of Oloroso, Adam. Thank you. So we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. Jimberly, cheers. You're too far away for me to clink your glass, but cheers to you, my friend. So on uh, whiskeywash.com, here, here are the, the notes. So I'll let you bask in the notes while you're, mm, while you're drinking. Uh, that's what I like to do, bask in the notes. Yeah, good. Uh, the appearance is a darker, redder whiskey. I concur. Bo- bordering on copper. Is that is that the color that mm. you would... Yeah, I'd say it borders on copper. Borders on copper. Okay, so on the nose, uh, it has... Depending a- on how much light you have behind... See, now it's like, as I... Get away from we the have light. A lot of We have a lot of light coming in. Flooding our way this way. Yeah, in front of... Between me. Yeah, so anyway. Good. Uh, the nose is delicate... Fruity aroma characterized by orange, sweet apple, and oak with faint touches of ginger, sea salt, and light smoke. It gradually moves in a heavier, richer direction as the fruit gives way to a sweet, earthy vanilla and the oak tastes on a peat smoke quality with touches of baking spices. That's the nose. Wow. That is... There are just... Let me just tell you, there are some people out there who's... Olfactory are just on another level yeah. for me. You know, I would in a million years, if all I did was smell this whiskey, not be able to do. I that. wouldn't be able to come up with that. I do. I do smell the apples. The almost like it almost smells like a apple pie. Hmm. Uh, on the palate, it says it picks it up. Smells really good. It does. <laughs> Good job, Dave. Thank you. God, it smells good. Uh, it says uh, mellow vanilla, slightly smoky, like a creme brulee crust, 
but balanced by a, a subtle sweet flavor of golden raisins. I need to eat more creme brulee crust, I think. I, so in order to enhance my whiskey experience, I'm going to tell Pamela, look, I need mm-hmm. you to make me some creme brulee crust. It says, uh, swallowing yields an unusual split second re- uh, reset from everything. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, stand by. <laughs> yes, stand by. Split second reset in which an earthly, earthy vanilla flavor gives way to a rush of mild peat smoke followed by a firm but not overwhelming burst of spice that flares up for a neck. Man, these notes I don't remember are... anything you just said before I swallowed. Okay. But that's okay. I, I was. I'm, I had a reset. I, <laughs> it's a reset. Uh, at the end, it says mellow, earthy vanilla coating. So these notes from whiskey, the whiskeywash.com are very detailed. What do you think? So, so what are your thoughts? Do you do you get the here's the, here's what I the think peat with with the I don't actually get a lot of peat out of this. What about smoky? Uh, I don't really pick up on much smoky. Do you? I mean, like, is it? When I drink this, I don't think like, oh, there's smoky. This is a smoky whiskey. What I do think is that it has a. I get more like the rich caramel kind of flavors. What what I get out of this whiskey is a whisk. It's not like many other scotches that I've had. It's mm-hmm. it kind of is unique, and it's unique in a really delicious way. That if you want something, and because I'm a big picture guy. You know, if you want something to add to your whiskey collection that's going to be a little bit different from everything else you have, this is a nice thing that you can offer some of your guests. That most people would that, never, that never try. That people won't have, that many people have never had. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember, do you have? Do you remember how much it costs? Oh, I think it's about a, a $55 bottle. So it's a little bit less than average. Mm-hmm. For for scotches, yeah, for a scotch, I kind of peg sixty dollars as the average scotch here in Oklahoma. Yeah, for us, mm-hmm. so um, it's it's a good one to have. Yeah, I I enjoy it. I do too. So, I, I, in fact, I really like this this scotch. So let me let me tell you about it. Uh, what happened the other weekend with with the boys? We had a mom mission. Big fan of mom missions. Mom missions. I love mom missions. People who have been listening to the show know that, and we. We went out to southeast Oklahoma collecting firewood. Yeah. And we started cutting this black walnut, which is just such a beautiful uh it's just such a beautiful wood. The it, it's almost like sinful I felt like to 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 cut this up to burn because it's just so beautiful. Yeah, um, it would be nice to like build build, build something build with. something yeah, with yeah. It, right because the grain and, and the texture of the uh-huh. wood is just so pretty and so it's a, it is a, like a real dark it's you almost don't need to stain it it's already such a rich dark color right and the, the grain just pops so i i started cutting some of it and i was like no no, no i i gotta I, I, we gotta go somewhere else so i so i i drove the truck elsewhere and you know my boys are there and i'm like i'm teaching them here's how you split the wood i'm not letting them do it yet but here's how you do it and i'm sitting there like yeah teaching. watch me dominate this piece of wood right so i grabbed so i found this 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 tree that was like dead i cut it up i set it on on the splitter and i I hit it with all I had with a sledgehammer, and it did nothing. Let me guess, nothing, nothing. nothing. It did nothing. I, I knew it because you brought some over, and this thing stuff is heavy. Yeah, so it's it's, it's like a rock. Yeah, it's because it's called bodark wood, or Osage orange is another way, and it used to be a the wood that Native Americans used for their bows, for bow and arrows. Because, oh, really? Because it's, it's very so resistant, hard. and so re- yeah, it's it's so resistant, and so anyway, I'm sitting there like hacking on this, hacking on this, hacking on this. It took forever, and de- and my boys finally said. Dad, are you gonna keep going or are you done? 
<laughs> you gonna quit yet, Dad? Yeah, so. No! <laughs> it's for mom mission. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I am he who the Lord loves. Here with Adam Minahan. Who is much more important than me. You don't even need to know my name. It's fine. Also here with Juan Posada and Jimbo Baggins Spencer. Dave, have you noticed something behind me? Have you noticed something, anything behind me? I have noticed it. Look at that. Check that out. We have Joe Forler. I'm just gonna uh, I'm to, just gonna do this real quick. Yeah, do it. Look at that. To thank for that. He Look said, at that. Was, so, oh my gosh. So I was just sitting there minding my own business. Today. Minding your own business. Fact, not was, trying to do anything crazy. No, in fact, I was trying to take a nap. Were you? Yes, because my daughter has been sick, newborn. We have we've been up. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to try to get Side, a nap. Sidebar, I was playing with the girls today. We were playing Happy Birthday, which is where you go into the, we went into the playroom, and apparently I was bringing the cake. Oh. Uh, and it was Mary's, my daughter's, it's her birthday, so we're having a birthday party for her. And all of a sudden, they decided, like, oh, it's time for bed. And I was like, good. <laughs> so I laid down on the couch, and we turned the light. She's like, none of this is my idea. Right. But we, she's like, all right, we're going to turn everybody. It's time for bed. Um, we turned the lights off and I was like, sweet. Man, the difference between girls and boys. Took like a 15 minute nap. Nice. Their nap only lasted like three minutes. Mine was much longer. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I, I'm just minding my own business. Yeah. And Joe messaged me and is like, hey, check this out. You need this. You need this for the studio. Yeah. And I couldn't say, he, he gave a lot of good points. In fact, didn't you try to say no? I thought about, yeah. You did say no. Uh, I, and he pressured you he into it. He pressured me into it. We, this is really Joe Forler's fault. Right. And so, anyway, we have a, a humidor behind me now that holds 4,000 cigars. We don't have any of the cigars in there currently. It's being seasoned. But if, personally, if, I think, I, I think 4,001 cigars could fit in there. Mm. I think it's mislabeled. But w- so we so want to look- we want to try to prove the manufacturer wrong. So if you're looking for uh, to get rid of some cigars, you have thousands of cigars. That, we're that open to taking some. Are hurting you, or like causing problems in your marriage, or something. We want to help your marriage. We want to help so you send us cigars and your vocation to holiness. <laughs> we will take those cigars off your hands. That thing was heavy. I can't believe how heavy that thing oh, is. Man. I. Hurt my like my thumb is. I don't know. I don't know how I hurt my thumb carrying it up the stairs. There was a moment. I know when it happened. Is when we were trying to make the turn because you have a turn in your stairs, mm-hmm. and something. It's like my thumb is like swollen right here. It's it's not good. It'll be fine. But anyway, I'm really pumped. I'm just. Gonna, I'm, I'm a weakling. We're I guess. slowly going to be changing the studio over the the course of this year. Yeah. And that's gonna be that's our first first piece. Just like making changes and mm-hmm. things. So, Dave, the uh, the man gear today is the man gear. Is this is this um, 
Good Juan, one. can you put it? There you go. There you go. Is the is this Catholic trivia game? I recommend this game. I've had it for a while, and I kind of forgot about it. I kind of forgot that I even had it. I, yeah. I was at a party last night, an epiphany party, and somebody uh, brought it. And when they brought it, I said, "Hey, I have that game," and it's a very fun game. Um, it's Catholic trivia. It's produced by Angelus Press, and it's just, it's really great uh, because there's a lot of different ways you can use it. You can, A, just use it as like, hey, let me quiz you. In fact, we're going to quiz each other. Okay. Which, which we should get to because we're almost out. We're, it's like, we're already almost maybe at six minutes for the segment. Okay. Um, my, that's, what, that's how my wife and I use it. We, we use it in- Just for fun. Just for fun. Just for fun. We, we just pull, up, we pull a couple cards Everyone's out. a winner. If you play it, if you play it that way, we pull out, out a couple of cards, and as she's cooking dinner, we we quiz each other. Yeah, and it's fun because it's like some of these cards, some of these questions, you you just don't hear a lot. It's like, oh, I didn't even thought about that. But what I like is that it's designed so that you can use it if you have the game Trivial Pursuit, if you have that board game at home, you can just take the the questions that come with that game and throw them in the fire or the trash can or the garbage disposal, or anything, and just get rid of them all together. And like, who cares about who cares about secular trivia? No, we only do Catholic trivia, per, trivial pursuit in our house. Uh, so anyway, the, or you could keep them, and like, whatever, but, or you could throw them away if you want to really commit to your Catholic faith. Um, <laughs> so you can use it with the board game, uh, which is way more fun, for a Catholic audience. Um, and so the categories are Baltimore Catechism, Latin Mass, Church History, Popes and Patron Saints, and Other Pious People. Uh, and then rich- Is that where you would fall? The Other yeah, yeah. Pious People? I'd be in Other Pious People. Yeah, okay, I just want to make sure. Um, ritual, Symbol, and Doctrine. And then there's an Other category, just like Other Catholic Stuff. So it's very cool. And you don't have to, you don't have to play it with Trivial Pursuit. You can, just like we said... Uh, divide up into teams and like quiz each other. Sure. Um, like we're, like I'm gonna do now. This one's under the Pope section. Lay it no, on no, me. You, I don't. Want you I get me. to quiz you. I get to do it to you. Who was the last non-Italian Pope before JP two? I have no idea. Don't ask me that question. Yeah, because I would. Uh, Adrian the Pope Adrian the ninth. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that, but I wasn't 100 percent sure. Yeah. That was a that was a tough question. The, Name the sacraments of the living, of the living, of the living. Um, okay. My question is: Name the sacraments of the dead. Like, yeah, that's what are it. those? Yeah, I didn't realize you could receive sacraments when you're dead. Right. It's like I'm more interested in the dead ones because uh, a sacrament is the outward sign of inward reality, which would be very tough to do. Let me just tell you that there are six here. Okay, so Listed. all of them, but anointing of the sick. Well, extreme unction is one of them. Oh, extreme unction is one of them. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Holy Eucharist, confirmation, matrimony, holy orders, and extreme unction. So why is baptism... Look, and... I don't know, bro. Okay. That's just what it says. <gasps> See, these are some, some of these are, are pretty tough questions. Where's the Baltimore Catechism one? The ca- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one is that? That's the C. That's probably what I, the one I just... I just took. Okay, so those are on the yellow ones. Yes. Let me get some yellow cards. Uh, what prayer should be said when it, when the priest is giving absolution? Uh, the 
Um, Something you should pray every night before you go to bed. Right. Yeah. The, the oh my God, I'm sorry for my sins. The active contrition. Active contrition. Thank yeah. you. Okay. You're um, welcome. Yeah. What are angels? Angels are spiritual beings created by God. Angels are created spirits without bodies. I'll give it to you. That's pretty. Jim, do you, you, Jim, Jim approved that one. Yeah, yeah. Why, whatever one, one, one didn't approve, whatever, whatever. Why is the Our Father the best of all prayers? Because it was invented by Jesus. Himself. Himself. It doesn't say invented though, does it? No, it says because invented it was is, taught to Invented us by is Jesus the wrong himself. word, but you know, like. Yeah. Um, what are the term, what term refers to the three persons of the Trinity being of one and the same substance and essence. Oh, I, okay. Um, I knew this one. Of the same substance and homoousius. Ooh, that's Greek. Can you give it to me in English? <laughs> it, uh, you got it right. Yeah. What's it? What is it in English? Um, I can't. I, consubstantial. I, consubstantial. Okay. I'm gonna give it to you because, and I think I'll give it to you with a bonus point because you said it in in, in Greek. What are the three original languages of the Bible? Uh, Hebrew, Latin, nope, or Greek, Hebrew, Greek, and um, Aramaic. Aramaic, but one, one whispered yeah. in your ear. I couldn't remember. That was bad. Aramaic. See, Aramaic would be a tough one to know. That like, I mean, yeah. everybody knows uh, Hebrew and Greek. Yeah. What? Well, which one was written in Aramaic? I guess parts of the parts of the Old Testament were written in Aramaic. Is that right, Juan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which sacrament gives our souls the new life of grace by which we become children of God? Baptism. Yeah. See, so there's some questions on here that aren't like super tough. Also, like doesn't confirmation kind of, or I mean, can reconciliation kind of do that? Like, seems like it kind of kind of would. Um, uh. What is the name of the devotion consisting of exposition of the blessed sacrament, adoration of the faithful, singing of hymns, the priest's blessing, and recitation of the divine praises? Benediction. The benediction. Benediction. Boom. So anyway, I mean, th- th- there's some really good questions in here. Totally. And, and they're, they're a lot of fun. And I mean, we could sit here and do this. 500 cards. Yeah, 1,500 questions. So, how, much, how much is this box? Uh, twenty four ninety five on angelespress.com. I don't know if that, I, I'm, I'm sure there's shipping involved. Mm-hmm. Just Google it. It's, it's called Catholic trivia, uh, traditional version. It says traditional version. We could not find any other version online. Dude. So where is the priest's left hand when he blesses himself? Is that really what the question says? Yeah, there's, yeah, this is, this is a, a priest question. can bless himself. I mean, we can all bless ourselves. Oh, okay. Um, the correct answer is attached to his arm. That's not what it says. <laughs> but that's accurate. It's not his pocket. On his o- breast. Over his heart? Yeah, okay. on his breast. <coughs> that was it. I mean, so there's some like really cool ones where... Oh, here's one on uh, Father Michael McGivney. What are Catholic... For, oh, What's the Catholic, yeah, what's the Catholic fraternal organization founded by Father Michael McGivney? I don't know. Knights of Columbus. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. So there's some really good ones. It's a lot of fun to do if you want to... Just get it. Totally geek out with some other Catholic friends. Word. Uh, sitting here drinking a little bit of Jura tin. 
just got done talking about Catholic trivia. When we get back, we're going to talk about Catholic spirituality. Hang in there. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. We're going to be talking about Catholic spiritualities today, which is going to be a fun topic. And the different ones. Some of the different ones. There's a lot of different ones. Right. And why they're important. Why, as a Catholic man, you should maybe know some of them. Yeah. Because we're all about knowing yourself Mm -hmm. here on the Catholic Man Show. Mm -hmm. We think that as a man, you should know yourself. In as much as possible. In as much as is possible. You're right. Yeah. Because then you can be better. You can be a better version when yes. you know who you are. So, okay, so like, why should like why should a Catholic man even care about the different spirit? Because okay, seems so like yeah, so there are different spiritualities. But it seems like you can get overwhelmed. Like, I don't know, I don't know. There's a lot of them. Like, so why should I even? Why should I care? Yeah, and it's like you hear people talk about the one I hear people talk about a lot, which we'll talk about today, is Franciscan. Always oh, got a Franciscan spirituality. You know, why is that important? Uh, I would say because. God has given us all different gifts, okay? And so different aspects of the faith might resonate with more with us, okay? And so that could be an indication that the gifts you have been given by God are calling you in a specific direction, okay? And so if you know, all right, these are some of my gifts, this is what these gifts are for, it can be a, a, a very important aid in discerning God's will for our life, when you know, hey, these these are the gifts that I have. These are the talents I've been given. Mm-hmm. These are the things I should be cultivating. I maybe okay. Now that I know that, I'm not going to spend time in these other areas because now I can kind of focus in on have some laser focus, right? On on what I'm going to be good at, right? Because I mean, there's so many. The church in her in her wisdom has given us so many different opportunities to to. Uh, different avenues and vehicles to to get to God, to mm-hmm. to, to be exposed to God and His love and His mercy, right. and so through her wisdom, she has said there because there's so many different people in this world that act so di- you know that are have like you said have different talents and and, right. and things. Here's different avenues you can do because because there's so many different ones you can get overwhelmed with different devotions, right? right. You know right. The, your Saint Bridget prayer. If I did the Saint Bridget prayer pl- press. Plus the, you can't do all the, the devotions. Yeah, I can't do them all. I can't right. do them and all. Right, and you should resist it the would temptation. It be imprudent. Because uh, like, there's all kinds of amazing devotions. You have to resist the temptation to do them all. Uh, you have to say, you know what, these are the ones I've committed to. These are the ones I'm going to really invest in. Okay, And every now and then, maybe, maybe you do drop a devotion. That seems like a failure, but if you're if you're saying you know what I'm gonna let go of this devotion I've been doing it for a long time in order to pick up something new that's not a failure you know like that's something that should be discerned for you know that's not something you should just do on a whim of course and especially if you have a spiritual director which we highly 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 recommend that you get a spiritual director um, under the counsel of a wise director um, that yeah. can be really good for your spiritual life um, but and, I mean that, and bring I mean, new new fruits. Right, because and that, that it's not a failure because as you grow, you always drop things. Like even in in your 
you know, right. We we go from middle school to high school to high school to, to either the exactly. workforce or college. Exactly. Good because, analogy. So, um, just because you drop something doesn't mean it, it's only going to be to help you grow. So, so how how do you choose? Because there's so many different ones. How how are we able? How should we choose which spirituality to take on? Okay, so I would say um, one good way to do that is look at what what are your struggles. You know, we all kind of have. Our, what if the list is very long? Yeah, it's a long list for all of us. Okay, but good. I think most people have uh, a main list. You know, it's like, of course, we, we're committing all these venial sins, but we have maybe one that we we're know... striving not to commit venial sins because we're, we're achieving... We're striving we don't for wanna, perfection. Ven, venial sins we're are, striving are, for, are bad. And they Even a venial sin bears an infinite penalty because it's against an infinite God. You know, right. even the slightest. You don't cut yourself off from from God, right? Grace, right? You don't cut yourself off from from, of course, not from sanctifying grace, but uh, in in reality, mm-hmm. all sin, the wages of all sin are death. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, but my point is that we all have kind of our major thing that, like, this is the thing I'm really trying to get better at that I just cannot get past. So, if you some spiritualities have different focuses, okay. Um, where they like this is really the the main virtue of this spirituality, mm-hmm. and if that spirituality, a particular virtue, is the thing that helps solve the struggle that you have, mm-hmm. that can be really beneficial in moving beyond something. You know, like very often, just like um, if you go to the gym, eventually you hit a plateau. You know, if you're working out even diligently, eventually you hit a plateau. The same thing happens spiritually. So. Uh, just like in the gym, you have to kind of mix up your workout. Um, if you do that in your spiritual life, that can help you move beyond some of the things that you can't get past. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And there's a there are differences in all of these spiritualities, um, and the ones we're going to talk about all represent an orthodox approach to the faith. Okay. That's important. None of what we're talking about is like oh, kind of out there on a limb. You know, like. Let's be let's be willy nilly with orthodoxy, right? Because we're not going to do that. Not here on the, on this show. Okay, and there's overlap, of course. There's most there's a drastic amount of overlap, but they all highlight different aspects of the faith. Put put more emphasis in one area or another. And again, the the only reason why they do that is because <clears throat> to get people to Jesus, right? Because I mean, all these spirituality, all it is, everything is about Jesus, right? And what is it? Because you are made unique. You're not the same as anybody else, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so God created you with a certain gift and many gifts. If you use those, then that is that is your pathway to union with him. Right. You know, the little flower talks about how uh, St. Therese of Lisieux, um, how in the garden, God's garden, there's all these different flowers. Some of them are these big, beautiful roses. Some of them are small, tiny. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a beautiful analogy. Um, and how if, you know, the little purple flower is trying to be the big, beautiful red rose, it's not, not right. going to work. Okay, so, so what you need we- to know who you are, right? what, what God made you to do, mm-hmm. and then focus on that. So what are the four that we're going to talk about? So today we're going to talk about Benedictine, Uh Franciscan, Dominican, and Ignatian. 
Okay. Now, we're not going to be able to talk about all of them, obviously, so we're leaving some off. There's a lot of ones that I would love to talk about. I would love to, I really wanted to get Carmelite, a Carmelite spirituality in today. I just don't think we'll have time. Which is fine. So go to the Frank Friar. Uh, he's a Carmel, Carmelite Friar um, in the Bronx. Yeah, and he's he's a great great dude. So you can go look him up. Just Google the Frank Fryer, and you'll you'll find out a whole lot about Carmel. The reason I'm leaving out Carmelite is because uh, the Carmelite spirituality is one really uh, that fits best for the religious life. Right, and most of our listeners are laymen. Right. Okay. So Benedictine. So let's talk about. Let's start with that one. Okay. So the Benedictine. There, uh, I like to always start with the the motto. Okay. Of the order. So all of these spiritualities stem from a specific religious order that was started that the, the saint himself st- had uh, a specific way of achieving holiness, mm-hmm. you know, a specific way of reaching out to God. So their order is Ora et Labora. Um, so you have to, with if you're a Benedictine, you have to ask yourself, do you like reading scripture? Which Ora et Labora means work and pray. Oh, yes, yes. It means work and pray. Work and pray. Okay. Okay. Uh, Pray and work. Pray and work. It actually means pray and work. Um, you'll hear some people right. say work and pray, uh, but actually it's pray and work, and he put it that way because it was in that order. Right. Pray and then work. But even for him, um, their work, principally that they would do, is prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Bened- a Benedictine spirituality is one rooted in Scripture. Okay, so you have to, have to ask yourself, do you like to read Scripture? Um, they're one... Uh, a formal prayer, so a Benedictine spirituality. If if um, like spontaneous prayer isn't your thing, you prefer and re- and like really resonate with maybe uh, that's me. The office, that's me. Like, the divine office. I, I'm, I'm more about structure. I have to. Have I kind of am prayer. too. I, I I like structure. I do actually personally enjoy spontaneous prayer, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that actually I feel like I'm I, I am good at. Um, but I do, I do still need some structure yeah. in, in my life. So, but if you like these formal prayers of the church, um, another big thing that's big with Benedictines is hospitality. Yes. I, I, I really like, that's a, that's a gift that I like to give to people is hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of people that I have in my life, uh, Jay Thomas, the Thomas family. Right. They're phenomenal mm-hmm. at hospitality. Um, so, uh, and they're the ones who uh, host us at Clear Creek Abbey as well. Yes, yeah, exactly. At Clear Creek, they're Benedictine. Yeah. So the Benedictine answer to spirituality is the Scriptures, and it's the scriptural way, and that is according to uh, Father Jeremy Driscoll. He's a monk at Mount Angel Abbey in Oregon. Um, he says that Benedict tries to be nothing more and nothing less than the Scriptures at full throttle kind of a cool way to put it, right? Hmm. Um, to quote the holy rule, let nothing be preferred to the work of God, which refers to the divine office. The center of the Benedictine life is gathering of the church um, for uh, the various labors and praise of God. So the divine office, the prayer that they gather, mm-hmm. that is their work principally. They do actually do physical manual labor as well, but um, prayer and work kind of is a little bit redundant because for the Benedictine, prayer is their work. Right, um, and that's and so Saint Benedict he kind of invented the liturgy of the hours. Um, it was a, his gift to the church. So they're big on structural prayer, very very liturgical. Um, so if that's you, you should pursue a Benedictine spirituality. And we're gonna have to really focus on. We have to when really we get back. Get really laser in. Yes. 
We're going to talk about the Franciscan spirituality when we get back. Okay. And then Dominican. The and then what was the last one? Ignatian. Ignatian. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll be right back here on the Catholic Man Show. Sitting here with David Niles. I also wear a scapular, dude, which is a Carmelite. Carmelite. Yeah. Yeah. I a do lot, too. A lot of lay, lay people wear those. That's true. Good point. So. Good point, bro. Thank you. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. This is David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We got Juan Posada and Jim Spencer in the house. Nice winged hussar shirt. I was gonna, I was just gonna do that. Like, check out my shirt. That is a nice winged hussar shirt. Winged hussars. You may have to zoom in, but you can do it later. You can, you can check out our episode on the winged hussars. I got this from my mom for Christmas. Sweet gift. Manly gift from a mother. Sweet gift. Okay, okay, so let's talk about the Franciscan spirituality. We right. just talked about Benedictine. The Benedictine is a very important one. They're the oldest. They're of like the, of the Western of all the there's like Saint Anthony of the Desert, right? Who kind of started monastic life even before Saint Benedict, right. but he doesn't have a spirituality so distinct as Benedict. Because I can't believe you're leaving out Carthusians in this whole thing. Well, we we can if we have time. That'll be a bonus. <laughs> a bonus spirituality is like hey, if that you, appeals to a lot of if people. If you hate people. <laughs> Then Carthusian is you, okay? Is the way to go. Like, I don't want, I just don't want anybody. Shout out to all the introverts. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm uber introverted. <laughs> I hate you. You're a Carthusian. <laughs> I hate you and I love God. And I love you more when you don't talk to me. Okay, so the Franciscans, their phrase is Pax et Bonum, which means peace and the good. Okay, so the thing about the Franciscan life, people, the Franciscan spirituality gets the rap of like being kind of the hippies. Oh, let's get out in nature. You know, I find, I find, I, I find know. and meet God in nature. And that's true of the Franciscans. I mean, but, but St. Francis gets kind of a bad rap. He it, does. I mean, it's he, like, he, he, like he had, gave, I know, he gave like the, 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 he was preaching to the birds. Yeah, but he had like an exorcism, or, uh, or uh, no, not an exorcism, I'm sorry, uh, stigmata. Stigmata. Like, he like went through some crazy stuff. Actually, like, in touch with nature isn't actually the primary thing about a Franciscan spirituality. Um, when, it, when it comes to their spirituality, you have to ask yourself, does the simple life attract you? Do you want to see all of life as a gift and all the creatures united with Christ? So, you know, in that way, there is, you know, he was big on animals, sure. Um, but really, the thing that makes the Franciscans unique is their simplicity, their poverty, and their love of the poor. Father Benedict Groeschel God yes. bless his soul. He was a Franciscan, correct? He was. One, one of the gr- best things I've ever heard from him was, you know how we all pray the rosary, and it's, it's really tough sometimes to like medit- actually meditate uh, on, on the rosary whenever you're, let's say, driving or you're at a bus stop or wherever you're at. He said what he would do is he'd be praying the rosary, and each Hail Mary, he would pick somebody like even just out like of this public. This Hail Mary is for that for the, guy. For this guy. For and that just, lady. And this person. And this person. So. Yeah. In fact, I'm gonna let, let's just quote him. Oh, okay. He says that, he says that Franciscan spirituality is very simple, very personal, and very devotional. Okay, uh, it means that when he means devotional, he, he means that it's related to the personal, individual prayer. So, uh, and it's it's all about Christ and Our Lady. Franciscan spirituality is um, big on Our Lady. 
which, you know, who's going to hate that? Uh, An emphasis on simplicity, humility, and care for the poor. It's not a complex spirituality, okay? So they're very straightforward, very simple, and very devotional. Mm-hmm. So as a th- that's kind of different from the Benedictines, where the Benedictines are, Benedictines are coming together, you know, as a monastery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, monast- uh, the Benedictines are still kind of isolated in that they're in a monastery. They're not in the public. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not part of public life. That's Some th- of them. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, Bene- the classic Benedictine right. is monastery, but still a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. They're coming together for their prayer, whereas Franciscans are out in the public life, mm-hmm. but their their prayer life, well, they have prayer together in a community, but it's um, still very devotional, you know? So it's about, like, just me, kind of like more of, I hate to say me and Jesus, that's, I, I don't want to use... But it is, it's still very personal in that way. It's a personal way. relationship. It's very simple. Yeah, sure. Um, and so they find God in nature. They have an emphasis. One thing is that they emphasize the good of creation. So like some spiritualities might emphasize, emphasize the, the, the terribleness of sin and how the fall of man, you know, like uh, concupiscence, how that has brought us down. Franciscans don't so much worry about that as they do focus on how great and how beautiful creation is. Okay, so that's why they kind of get the rap okay. of being all about, all about nature. So then next, let's talk about the Dominicans. Okay. Their uh, motto is... Shout out. Yeah, shout out to... Uh, uh, a lot. I have a lot of Dominicans. Father Gregory Pine. Father, Father Gregory Aquinas, Pine, that's what I was thinking of. Father Quir- um, Father so their, their phrase is Ladare Benedicere Predicare. Boy, you butchered that, I'm sure. Keep going. I think I actually got it right, what, but what we'll does it see. Mean? That means the praise to, um, to praise, to bless, to preach. Okay. So you have to ask yourself: Do you love to study and have a passion for explaining the faith um, with through writing and speaking? Um, the Dominican Dominican spirituality could be for you. Um, so Dominicans really put an emphasis on philosophy, mm-hmm. understanding the way things are, the truth about things, because for them, what uh, is the essence? Yeah, exactly. The, uh, truth brings them closer to God. The more they can know, mm-hmm. the more truth they can come to understand, uh, the more they can understand about God. Okay? And, that way, and the more they can tell other people about it. Right. Because they're all about preaching. Right. And so they love to share the fruits of their own contemplation. Right. So Dominicans yep. are a con- contemplative order, mm-hmm. you know, pondering um, and just really coming to know knowledge. So if you're kind of a Catholic nerd... Maybe the Dominican or spirituality. Desire, desire to be Catholic nerd. Right. Check out Aquinas101.com. But the thing is, like, if you're not if you don't have the um, mental capacity to really grasp philosophy, right. you're never gonna be a Dominican. Right. Okay? That's just not something that everyone Thanks can do. Thanks for bursting my bubble, yeah. dude. Sorry, Adam. You're not a Dominican. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, finally, let's get to Ignatian because okay. Ignatian is really, I think, the sweet spot for most people. I like to call it Ignatian, not Jesuit. Uh uh, Society of Jesus. What are we talking about? Uh, spirituality. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so Ignatian kind of is the bringing together of all of these because uh, the Ignatian spirituality is contemplation in action. What's their motto? You didn't t- their motto is ad, ad maiorium de glorium, for the greater glory of God. Okay, so you have okay. to ask yourself: Do you long to know the Do you long to know the will of God in all things? Um, yes. Is a straightforward, no, no nonsense approach um, that finds God in the everyday. Is that something that's appealing to you? 
then Ignatian spirituality is, is, is where it's at. Uh, St. Ignatius is known his spiritual spiritual exercises. So he is his spirituality is all about the practical, you know, with uh, very with mission oriented where like, hey, I want to make let's make you as holy as possible. Here are practical rules. Here's a practical set of things to do every day that um, will are targeted at making you holy. Things like the daily examine. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's well known for his examination of conscience at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gave rules uh, to follow in almost every situation. Um, so they seek to find God in all things. It's a spiritual system designed to make you holy. Okay. Okay, so of these four... Mm-hmm. Which, Which mo- do you think has the most saints? Ooh, that's a good... Uh, the oldest of, of the four. So, so Benedictine. Benedictine. Wrong. Hmm. Uh, I'm talking about canonized saints here, and this is oh. according to Wikipedia. Okay. Okay? Just okay. full disclosure. Sure. Uh, Dominican. The, the Franciscans Franciscan. have 64. Wow. Followed uh, by the Ignatians at 49. Okay. Followed by the... Benedictines at 45, and they're the oldest, you know, so wow. you think they'd have the upper hand. Right. Followed by the Dominicans at 27. So I didn't know this. I put, I decided these are the spiritualities that we're going to discuss today. They also are the four spiritualities that have the most saints. Nice. So I didn't. So which one are you? Like, which one do you resonate with? You know, um, I kind of like the Benedictine structure of things, mm-hmm. but I also like the Franciscan, uh, like, uh, I, I do like spontaneous prayer, the devotional side. So put those together, Is where Ignatian. Ignatian. You, you get that. I think most people probably will benefit most from an Ignatian approach to the spiritual life. Uh, most lay people, certainly. Okay. That's just my opinion. I mean, I could be way wrong. Right. Um, but St. Ignatius was a warrior. He was a, a very successful, really, warrior and was very good at seeing a problem and attacking it with a strategy. Mm-hmm. And so he took those same principles to the spiritual life. And that's, I mean, that's just what you get. The spiritual exercises, I mean, just all of his his approach to holiness is just very effective. Right. I think that I would, I would have the desire to be a Dominican just because I like the idea of preaching. I like, yeah. in fact, I kind of discerned for a little bit the diaconate formation. And I realized that the only reason why I wanted to do that is really because I wanted to preach um, which may not be everybody. Everybody listen, listen to, to me. me. Yeah, which which kind of isn't isn't the best. So, but I don't think I have the mid- mental capacity probably to to actually be a Dominican. I also really like the 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 Benedictine structured prayer, but the Carmelite for me is one that I resonate with quite a bit. Um, the contemplation, the meditation, like some of my best prayers have been in. Obviously, in meditation, contemplation, and see, of the, I think the, I think Ignatian blessed. is really where you're at. the The Jesuits have such a terrible reputation, and justly so. I mean, I think rightly so. You just look at the Jesuit priests. Right. Like a Jesuit priest these days is either the worst priest you've ever known or the best priest you've ever known. You yeah. know, there Father are some Mitch, Father Mitch Pacqua. Father Mitch Pacqua. Mitch I mean, there Pacqua. are some Jesuits out They're there who phenomenal. are in, incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but it's it's not their spirituality. I mean, for it, the whole problem with the Jesuits is a modern problem. They've existed right. for a long time. The Jesuits are responsible for evangelizing 
much of the world. Right. Okay. So, uh, so their uh, spirituality is so beautiful. But I want to ask, okay, so why, why, like, let's bring it home. Why do men need to know? What's the difference? Like, why, God why has a path for you, and his, knowing, knowing the gifts He's given you and the spiritual uh, talents is important, so that you can achieve what He wants you to do. Ooh, spiritual talents. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's that's a good one from David Niles. All right, it's a great great episode, man. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus.